We would like to say a special thank you to Earl and Judy Enstad in the honor of the ordination of Owen Ho for sponsoring this week's episode. Mary's just sitting there. She's even probably oblivious that the Martha's complaining about her because she's not caught and uh, worried about if she's being assessed even. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. Are you a Martha or are you a Mary? In this week's lectionary text, Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet listening to his word. Martha is doing the opposite. She's frantically busy with all of her other tasks. Sarah Stenson and Dr. Chris Krogan explain how the depiction of Mary and Martha shows us how the law and the gospel functions on your conscience and what you should look for in your church's mission statement. Let's get to this week's conversation. But first, here's Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need for only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have both Dr. Chris Brogan and Sarah Stenson with us this week. Thanks for being here, both of you. Good to be here. Thank you. We're in the 10th chapter of Luke this week, a story about uh, Mary and Martha. We couldn't decide if this was famous or infamous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, infamous. <laughs> everyone has their own opinions. Uh, but maybe just start, uh, Sarah, with uh, context. It comes right yeah. after uh, last week, but how does that even play into what's happening here? Right. So we stopped um, last week. The gospel text starts at or stops at the very end of the parable of the Good Samaritan. And if you're able to listen to that podcast, we talked about people who are looking for righteousness in the law and that God is actually judging your heart, not simply your actions. And so this text, now the Mary and Martha text, immediately after the the parable of the Good Samaritan, I think is another really helpful um, slightly different facet of exactly the same thing Jesus was getting at with the lawyer in the Good Samaritan text, because now we're going to get to hear um, about a very busy Martha who's really worried about hospitality and caring for the neighbor, which seems like a good thing, but we get to hear what Jesus um, points out to her now with Martha. So and if you haven't listened to last week's episode, yes. now's the time. Yeah, Go exactly. back, listen to it, and then listen to this one, and they, they dovetail really well. Good. And and what Sarah's saying there is Jesus's um, teaching. And so uh, the church season does offer at times, especially some lectionaries, 
um, texts, they offer texts up where you could actually do what we would call a catechetical sermon. Catechetical sermon meaning mostly a teaching sermon because, the, and there is a difference between having a teaching sermon and actually a delivering the promise sermon. There is promise deeply in, hidden in here and you can, you can drag it out. But actually this is a great opportunity to actually do some work in the catechism because Jesus is making a distinction here with Mary and Martha, that is that law and gospel distinction, but also what's the function of it, which is really what we want to talk about with this text, is what is the function of the law on a conscience and what does it do to a person and what is the reason that the promise and how it works and what it brings to a person. And that's really what the distinction here is with Mary and Martha. And then, but the other thing that you have to be aware of as a preacher, if you're actually preaching on this, um, or if you're even a listener, catechism can also only be heard as law at times because people will look at it prescriptively. And that's the danger with this text, as probably I suspect you were talking about last week with the... Yep. Um, Good Samaritan. To turn Good Samaritan. it into a yeah, and yeah. So, I mean, when you do, when you, anybody that um, does a teaching, which is teaching sermon, which is why we try to tend, trend away from teaching, anybody that does a teaching sermon can easily fall into the habit of making it or having it be heard as, you better do it this way or else. And then mm -hmm. it becomes only law. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, we begin, now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into the, her home. And this is the first uh, sort of action we have, this uh, Martha, she's welcoming, she's hospitable. Yeah. And, um, and there's the key, hospitable. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Hospitality. Yep. She's a good host, which is something a lot of people have lost nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, but you, but, but you did a great job there, Kiri, because Thank you. you actually just showed what that word does is hospitable is the law. And Shoot. when, when you, when you gain it or you lose it, I um, was at I'm this out. moment, Carrie knew yeah. that she was leaving the podcast. No, but you, but, no, but you, you did put you, put your did you, finger right on yeah, it. Yeah. Cause you, you actually did a little bit of a turn of what we're going to hear in Martha's voice, mm -hmm. which was a bit of a judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, did you, I mean, well, I mean but, but it is, that. it's true no, it's though, good. but it's hospitality, good. Yeah. Yeah. hospitality needs to be had for the sake of the neighbor. Yeah. And this is, mm -hmm. this is what Martha gets, yeah. gets caught in, you okay. know, and that's that, but that's why it's a great catechetical sermon, uh, text. And they can say the law does entice us, but also grabs us, mm -hmm. but it's not that it's law is a bad thing, mm -mm. but watch what it does compare yeah. it to what Mary is, and that's what we get. And the Jacobsons are famous for being hospitable. Oh, yeah, that's, so that's honest. That's what's behind yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Can we, can we get a name? <laughs> yeah. The whole Jacobson family. We're the yeah. best sinners. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a joke, though. That's no, just true. Right. So that's no, why she says you. something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like on the forefront of our mind with everything. So this, but the no, key, this, so this does resonate because it's like think of then you see people. We see people who aren't. Good, <laughs> good yeah. at hospitality. It's not like you, guys. you guys are all great, um, but we see judgments people abound. <laughs> who aren't good, and it definitely, it definitely sticks out, and you, you we feel that come out exactly. And one of out. the things to be aware of when preaching this text or thinking about this text is that hospitality itself. We talked last week about love is the law, love is not the gospel. Well, now we have slightly different twist, hospitality is the law. It is not the gospel. And hospitality 
welcome, inclusivity, even these words um, get thrown around a lot as if they are gospel. They are not. Doesn't mean they're bad things, but they're definitely not the gospel because the gospel is, Carrie? Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Right. And and the key here is now, and this text would be a great catechetical sermon text to have your congregation consider um, what is the mission of our congregation? Yeah. Is there a mission to be Martha? That is to say, is our mission statement sound more like what Martha would have prove of? Martha Stewart, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> or would it be oh. Mary? Mm-hmm. You know, which what's the congregation's mission? To make Martha's or to make Mary's? And this is what we want to keep going through here in the yeah. text. So it says she had a sister, Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. Right. So she's not the doer of the family. No, she's listening. And even the body language and the posture, if you can kind of visualize it, she's sitting at his feet listening, which at the time was actually a posture of learning for students at the feet of their professor, you know, the master in the field. So that's even the body posture. She's absorbed by what Jesus is saying. She's listening. Her whole body posture communicates that as well. She's listening. Hmm. But Martha wasn't. Martha was distracted. She was distracted by her tasks. Yes. Yes. And that's an important piece. Um, Many of you probably have um, experienced this yourself uh, or you know people or it's just the way the world works is you get these tapes playing on your to-do list. And sometimes those tapes even play on Sunday morning when you're sitting in the pew. Or you're trying to write your sermon and you can't even get a sermon out or whatever the case may be. Or you're doing a bunch of other tasks while listening to this podcast. And there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the horror. Yeah. So maybe we ever should just take a moment sit and sit down and down. drop the broom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I do my laundry all the time when I'm listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, you just got, you got Krogan yeah, on that exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> you know, only with the law. But, that, but it is a distraction, um, you know, in the law. And the law always distracts, but distracts from what? distracts actually from the promise that's given to you in Christ. And so this is what's happening. Maybe we'll go in to it more in depth, but if we don't at the end, can you guys tie back how that is a distraction from the gospel? How the law is a distraction? In this, in this case, right. the tasks, all of that stuff, yes. how that is a distraction. Because obviously, you know, when you're multitasking, it's not really multitasking. Because no, you can't actually you do can. more than one thing at one time, which is yeah. actually the distraction in the Greek. And I'm blanking on the specific Greek word, but it actually means like to be fractured in different directions, literally pulled apart, okay. going different directions. And so... And then Jesus actually names it again in verse 41. So we get that word distracted twice by in, about Martha. And you cannot actually, which is actually why I brought up the body posture of Mary, you cannot listen fully, soak in the words you're hearing if you are doing other things. That's what Chris is getting at with that to-do list because you're constantly thinking about, I have to do this, I have to do that. What's the best way to manage my time? I'm going to make the best use of my time, so I'm going to quick do this before I do that. And you're running around like a little chicken with its head cut off, just which is actually that Greek word for distracted. You're pulled in all these different directions. Well, guess where you're 
ear, your brain, your conscience is not, not on what you're hearing. It's and, and, you're absorbed by what you're doing and what you have to do and how do I do it. And, and that's found in the word that precedes the second time distracted mm-hmm. comes up, worried. And worried is be not is the opposite of peace, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is what the law does is it consumes you with worry and are you assessed you have an assessment mm-hmm. and you're not sure if you're gonna make it. And so this is why it is a a distraction is because it takes your it takes the peace out of your heart and how does the peace come? It comes from knowing God has you. Mm-hmm. And so the law all so subtly. Mm-hmm. And it might be because your neighbor needs you. This very well may be the case, you know? And why you're distracted. Yeah. Yeah. And and so this is, you know, and so this is mm-hmm. one of the things that we have to just be aware of, which is why actually what we're getting at here in this Mary Martha stuff is not so much how to, but actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. A depiction. A depiction of what's going on between the two. So Martha is distracted, but not distracted enough to not notice that her uh, Mary isn't helping her. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, she goes to Christ, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Right. Then I think the really interesting point too is, Tell her to help me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. As if, I mean, she she, she knows assumption, that. Ass, assuming that Jesus it's, has the authority right. to exactly. command yeah. exactly. Mary and if, to do it. If and there, it's the works. It is the works. And if there'd been any question in anyone's mind before these couple statements from Martha, the fact that we're now hearing accusation, criticism, justify yourself, you know, putting people on trial. Exactly. It's not fair. It is implicit in all this. I'm a victim. I'm the one doing all the work. If, if there'd been any question that we were talking about the law prior to this, we would hundred percent know Martha's in the law because these are all kind of tells when you're caught in the law. Like, don't you care? My sister has left me to do all the work by myself. Hmm. Tell her to help me. I'm tired. I need help. So it's all, these are all indicators of just how trapped in the law Martha is. And go, go back then again to what is the mission of a congregation? Because if the mission of a congregation is service or hospitality or something like that, people will actually then start judging one another mm-hmm. um, within the congregation. And yeah. those are the things, that's where territories and fights and um, people, you know, this is my space or this is my task mm-hmm. because... What happens in the law is you always have to assess mm-hmm. how are you doing. Mm-hmm. Mary's just sitting there. She's even probably oblivious that the Martha's complaining about her because she's not caught in uh, worried about if she's being assessed even. And so, this, or what what Martha's thinking about her, yeah. or anyone else for that matter. Yeah. She's not worried. She just about, knows that Christ people is think just, I'm lazy. Yep. No, she's consumed by listening to her she's, Lord. Yeah, she's consumed by peace at this point in time. Yep, and that's the only voice in her head. And whereas. Martha is assessing herself, first of all, realizing she's not able to do it all. And everybody's, when you're caught in the law, you're always looking for help Mm -hmm. from somebody else. And so the law just starts to spin out of control. And then when it's not going well for you, you get snarky and bitter and Mm -hmm. snap at other people. Mm -hmm. And this is how congregational fights start, is always in the law. No one in a congregation has ever fought about saying, Yes, that sin you committed against me is forgiven. 
that's never breaks out a fight. It's more of what color is the carpet or should we stay or should we go? How do we get people to do more? How do we, How do, we welcome people? do this, do that? Right, I'm doing all right. the work. How do we get the younger people? Because it's all the older people who are volunteering. That's not fair. My back hurts. Whatever. <laughs> it's, and it, it's, it is interesting. <laughs> Hypothetically. I mean, Kiri and I, uh, we, we had a survey at our church yeah. a few weeks ago, and we asked that very question. What of the, the ministries of the church could first... Lutheran in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. South Dakota, improved mm-hmm. upon. Mm-hmm. And right. I mean, we the responses, we dove right into those kinds of things. Yep. And it was all, oh my gosh, potentially, Martha. yeah, Martha, busy, Martha, busy, Martha. busy. Martha. We could improve yeah. this. We could improve that. We're not doing a good enough job here, exactly. but it's all self it's reflective. A, it's, a right. law, it's a law question. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. law answer. I yeah, mean, exactly. That's, that's kind of the, yep. uh, the question. Although some of those responses were... Uh, worship related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that might not have been the responses you got, mm-hmm. but some of the questions actually did have to do right. with, are we a Mary or a Martha? Mm-hmm. Yep. And right. you get to hear where the congregation is sitting. And so this is actually then bringing in the third commandment. Let me tell you why the third commandment sits there. A lot of people think, oh, it's a commandment, look out. But actually God is actually has to command you to be a Mary. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And mm-hmm. so, Adam, you had to memorize the catechism as a uh, as a uh, student of mine oh in the confessions. <laughs> what We're then does it. this right mean? Was <laughs> is oh. das, Adam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am so Come bad. on, you can do it, Adam. It's, it's, not, not, it's uh, not to neglect God's word, but gladly hear the yeah. preaching of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow, you Googled yeah. that really no, quickly. I can see his computer screen. <laughs> He's in the clear. I love Google. <laughs> the fear and love our Lord, and yeah, not to glut the preaching of his word. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's I was blanking it. for a second. This is that's actually, what, by the way, the why we have our students memorize the small catechism yeah. for that reason. Because when you're under pressure, which you just were, it pops out of yep. your mouth. Yeah. So not just the third commandment, but the rest of it too. But this, so God has to <laughs> command you. To be Just a Mary. Just trust that they'll, the rest will come out too. It's there. It is in there, Adam. In times of need, it yeah. comes. Yeah, it but, does. But God has, actually has to command you to receive his promise. You know, he has to mm-hmm. put... Which is so backwards. Yeah. But uh-huh. a lot of people think, I, I have to go to church. You know, no, no. It's on me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to do this. And they, they, they make it into a Martha thing. <laughs> it's not a Martha thing. No, you don't have to go to church. No. You, you just to. You go to church to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Because you get to. And mm-hmm. so, the, again, this is why this is a catechetical thing, and then you can start to open this up for people. Um, but, you know, the Marthas in your congregation are going to feel convicted by this now because they'll be like, wait, wait a second, we're not getting anything done around here. We, we mm-hmm. are, are you saying volunteering is bad? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And wanting to improve the music program in our church. Is that bad? And try to get more youth here. Is that bad? And so you're talking to Marthas and they'll come in and then mm-hmm. you have to say, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. Yeah. <laughs> and no, well, this is exactly the way it is. And and, so, but then Jesus says... There is need of only one thing, yep. which is beautiful. Yep. And then he says, "But the one thing, and this is this, and this is Luther. I think grabs this quote. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, that one thing and only one thing is necessary for a Christian, and that is the Word of God, capital W. For and then he defines yeah. that as the gospel. He goes on to define what is the Word of God. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sin. That is the one." Thing, the only one thing we need 
for Christian righteousness, salvation, peace. Yep. To be able to just sit yeah. and be God's creature. It's the only thing that can bring peace, mm -hmm. actually, is the word of Christ, the promise of Christ. But this is what that third commandment is aiming at. is wants you to sit down and be fed. By the word of Christ. Yep. And this is one of my personal pet peeves, <laughs> um, the whole self-care thing in a lot of churchy language. Um, Sabbath, the word Sabbath gets misused and abused in this type of conversation and text, actually, because it people will turn this Mary Martha thing into a, we need rest, we need Sabbath rest, but they don't mean worship. They just mean, I'm going to go on a retreat somewhere or go to the mountains or the ocean or whatever. I'm going to have a little me time, self-care. That is absolutely not what Jesus is saying here, which is why um, you heard Chris start even, this is a catechetical sermon. And specifically now we're catechizing on that third commandment. What does it mean to be a Martha, to worship, to actually have Sabbath, rest, peace? It's having the word of God, Jesus Christ's forgiveness, planted firmly in your conscience over and over and over. And that is the only one thing we need for Christian peace and just salvation. To, just to make a bigger distinction, how is that different from self-care? Self-care gets turned into go do hot yoga or mm -hmm. go on a prayer labyrinth or do some sort of a spiritual journey or spiritual exercises, um, not having to do with listening to a preacher put the word of Christ in your ear. Yeah, so what Sarah just described is self-care often is a, what some people would call a spiritual exercise. Mm -hmm. And you can't exercise listening. Mm -hmm. And so self-care would be I am the subject of the verb. Yep. And I'm going to care for myself. I'm going to yeah, care for myself. I'm so, going and, to do a parallel. Whereas opposed to a word comes and now you're a me. So Martha is an I. Look at what I'm doing. Mary is a me. And again, look at the posture. She's, she's being objectified here. She's yes. an object. Which now, is in the posture. The word listening. cares for me. Exactly. Yes. The word I don't is care given for myself. Me. Exactly. Right. Yep. So Aww. if someone says they're going to do self-care, you can say, um, I'm glad you're going to church. Yeah. You, you <laughs> can say, <laughs> See you on Sunday. Third commandment. Third commandment. Our Lord Jesus looks forward to putting you um, at peace. You know, and, and, yeah, but, but that's it, true. But, yeah. yeah, and so, yeah. so, and that, but that's that's so. Just again, go back to thinking about what's the mission of a congregation. So, if you if you if you say, okay, we need to do something as a congregation, mm -hmm. your mission is to go out and make more Marys, mm -hmm. not go out and make more Marthas. Mm -hmm. You know, so you go out and invite somebody to be a Mary mm -hmm. in your pews. Invite somebody to be a Mary in your midst. That's literally what Jesus says. And so, because once somebody becomes a Mary, the, this very last clause here is what's key. And this is the gospel now. Mm -hmm. This is where you have a the final last gospel. Clause. The last clause, then you have a gospel, which will not be taken away from her. Literally, you can't unhear this, <laughs> right? When Jesus says your sin is forgiven, you'll be raised from the dead. And that is a saying, a promise you can't unhear it. It can't be taken away from you, especially when it's given by God. And so that's what God, why God commands you to come and be a Mary on a Sabbath day. It doesn't have to even be Sunday. A lot of people are actually shifting to Wednesday nights. Great. There's your Sabbath day. 
You can't unhear it sitting in that pew. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Sarah Stenson and Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us that God has commanded us to receive his promise. We are commanded to do exactly what Mary does in this week's text. Sit at the feet of Jesus to hear what Luther said. There is one thing and only one thing necessary for a Christian, the Word of God. The only thing needed for Christian righteousness is the promise of the forgiveness of sins. Hear that word and let it take care of you this week. Luther House of Studies' mission is to strengthen Lutheran leadership and ministries for the proclamation of the gospel. We wouldn't be able to serve current and future ministry professionals, as well as members of the church, without the generous support of people just like you. If you or your congregation is interested in sponsoring an episode of Scripture First, please send our co-director, Sarah Stenson, an email at sarah.stenson at lutherhouseofstudy.org. That's sarah.stenson at lutherhouseofstudy.org. You can find her email in the show notes or find more information about supporting Luther House of Study at lutherhouseofstudy.org. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, go and be a Mary. We'll see you next time on Scripture First. Scripture First.